Hello, you beautiful being of light. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in. My name is Jessica Mazzo. Welcome to the Magical Soul Healing Podcast. I am here for you. I am here to hold space. I am here to reflect love. I am here to reflect your worth to you. I'm here to also offer tools and resources so that you can navigate life on earth. As we journey and harmonize together, inhale and exhale. Trust that you are exactly where you are meant to be. Hey, what's up? This commercial break is brought to you by my one-to-one sessions. If you have ever wanted to work with me, I suggest you head over to my website, www.magicalsoulhealing.com, and take a look at my calendar. You'll find my availability there, and I have two options for booking. You'll have the option for a 30-minute Zoom session or a 60-minute Zoom session. Be sure to keep an eye out for when I have different promos and price drops. You already know what the website is, so you'll just want to go there every so often and look for those discounts. So what I typically do with clients is pull tarot cards, and then I offer a lot of the information that I learned when I was getting my master's in social work at USC. The information that I learned is really important when it comes to understanding yourself, how your mind functions, how your body functions, and then getting them online. So I am trained in trauma-informed cognitive behavioral therapy, motivational interviewing, problem-solving therapy, and these are all things that I bring to the table when I work one-on-one along with the spiritual aspect of connecting to the higher self of calling in messages from the ancestors and then just the ancient wisdom that tarot has in and of itself. So all of this is what you get on a session with me and I think it's a really beautiful experience. It's something that I value and it's something I absolutely love um, sharing really with people. And I love to see people thrive and it's quite okay um, if we're connecting and you're not necessarily feeling your best it's just like I do see people in moments that they're they're tough and they're stuck and they're struggling and that's okay Um, in the end I really find that there is something to look forward to and to stay open for so that's again why I just love holding space and that I get to see you there. So yeah, again, that website, it's www.magicalsoulhealing.com. Okay, see you soon. Hey, hi, hello. It is Jessica Mazzo, aka Jess the Empress. I am a professional tarot reader and intuitive, and I use my gifts to support the collective. So thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited today. Um, 
I just want to start off on a note. Like, I have this iced coffee that I will be sipping on frequently. And, oh, my God. Do you ever do things and you're like, I impress myself, you know? That's where I'm at with my iced coffee game. Lately, it's just been so good. (laughs) I'm so happy with it. So if you read the title of today's episode, you know I'm going to talk about the full moon in Gemini. This is our last full moon of 2021, and I'm like so excited. I feel like, well, uh, there's a lot of information in this moon, and uh, I forgot to pull these cards before I started. I'll do it now. Um, But Gemini, from the tarot's perspective... is connected to the lover's card, which is right here. (coughs) Excuse me. For those of you on camera, you can see the lover's card. For those of y'all off cam, do a little Google. (laughs) Find the lover's card that resonates best with you. For the collective, the two cards that I pulled are the Nine of Swords and the Queen of Pentacles. So I want to show those to you. And I'm a goofball. I did not do my due diligence and pull these cards ahead of time. That thought went through my head, um, but I just didn't follow through with it until now. (laughs) So here we are. Okay, so... Queen of Pentacles and the Nine of Swords. These just are such different. Obviously, they're different cards. They're different suits. But even like the colors on them are different. And they do bring a lot of variety, which I think is fun. I like when we have a variety. So the first question that I got when I was sitting with this card or this whole card combination. I'll show you all three of them was how much of our suffering is imaginary. (laughs) And I was like, oh, we're going to, is that kind of reading? Okay. And then the second question was, are all the places that our minds take us places that we're actually going to go? So Gemini is an intellectual sign. It's an air sign. And it does a fun little dance of, connecting to many, many, many things. It's kind of all over the place. And I'm not saying that Geminis are spastic or anything like that, but I mean, Gemini is known to be a little social. And in its social experiences, it talks about this, talks about that, wants to know this, wants to know that. And so in that way, it is all over the place, right? It takes a lot of information from a lot of different sources. So we have a lot of mental activity happening with the full moon in Gemini. And so the lover's card really represents our love to ourselves. It doesn't have anything to do with a person outside of us. Although when we are in relationships, we are being mirrored to a degree um, what is happening within us. And we get to learn about ourselves, you know, through relationship. But we also learn about ourselves when we're in a relationship with ourselves, when we're doing the work. And the work is to sit down to have those tough conversations 
and to really take accountability for where our mind goes and in what direction. And today I really want to focus on what I feel like the full moon in Gemini is going to be bringing up in everybody. Because if we reflect back on 2021, what a year of uncertainty it's been. And I, and since the beginning of the pandemic, I'd love to say that we've gained a greater sense of certainty, um, but we haven't. And I don't think we will. I believe that what we're moving into is a time where we start to recognize that certainty isn't possible in a lot of areas. I think the questions that we ask about the universe are just as big as they've always been. Um, and do we have a little bit more of a, an awareness of how this universe works? Yeah, just like a fucking micro smidgen <laughs> of awareness. But in terms of knowing what the fuck we're here for and like, and all of that, like, dude, no, no. And, and we love certainty. Humans love certainty because it's so uncomfortable to sit in uncertainty. It's so uncomfortable to not have the answers. And in that discomfort, how are we managing ourselves? The queen of pentacles is our invitation <clears throat> this full moon in Gemini to be at peace, to find a balance, to find harmony with the life that we are living right now in this moment. It is our responsibility to harmonize. It's not life's responsibility to be easy so that we can be at ease. I, w I, I wish it were, <laughs> but it's not. Life is, you know, life is. It is wild. It is so wild. And I say this all the time, um, but it's, it's a mind fuck to process what it is to be human and aware of our humanity and how complex we are, how complex our emotions are, our thoughts are, the combination of those things. I mean, it's to me, I think it's incredible and, and challenging. And I feel like the full moon in Gemini is about recognizing our complexity, but also finding a way to, again, create simplicity, create presence, right? The queen of pentacles, well, she's connected to earth and earth is the planet we're on. It's the material plane. So it's being connected to the things around you that are supportive, that are good for you. Excuse me. I'm trying to like not, not burp into the microphone. So those are the two questions I want you to really consider as this full moon in Gemini starts happening, um, which is going to be on the 18th. I am recording this on the 17th and I'm going to put it out later today. So if you're seeing this on the 17th, you've got a little bit of a head start. Um, but if you're seeing this on the 18th or the 19th, don't worry about it. That full moon energy is still happening. Um, and you can definitely work with it and benefit from it. So how much of your suffering is imaginary? When we are seeking answers from the outside, there might be times where we create more suffering for ourselves. When we, I also think when we hold ourselves hostage to the past and we think, okay, things have gone this way in the past, they're going to go this way again, we create suffering. 
what's interesting is that let's say the past was negative. Let's say there was like a horrible thing that happened. And so as the example goes, you're holding on to it in the present moment and it stops you from doing something, something that could actually be really beneficial for you. Let's also say that there was a positive experience and you're holding on to that and you're saying, well, because the past was positive, this situation must be positive. You go into it thinking it's going to be, and unfortunately it's not, and then you're disappointed. So it's really important, again, that we really look at like our the suffering that we create for ourselves. Gemini is like the lover's card. It's like you don't need the validation from anybody else outside of you to do whatever you want to do. Just do what you want to do. Um, although it's cool to get opinions from other people and I think it's necessary. We live in a community. We need that. Definitely. It's also very important that we buffer how much weight we give those opinions and those perceptions and beliefs and ideas from other people. At the end of the day, what is it that we want to believe about the world around us, about ourselves, about what we're capable of, about how the world works? And now there's definitely evidence of how the world works, but there's also this awareness that we can change the world around us by how we interact with it and how we hold ourselves accountable. So here we are. We're doing the dance of the in and the out, the in and the out, which I think is very much Gemini. So are all the places our mind takes us places we'll actually go? And the answer is no, it's not. Um, our mind, it's, it's designed to imagine. And the direction our imagination goes is all over the place. And there's nothing wrong with that. What we need to do as conscious beings is be aware of the direction our mind goes. And we might consider, why does it go in this direction under this circumstance or around this person or whatever? And these are things we can begin to observe. I feel like the full moon in Gemini is very much about observing when we hold ourselves hostage, when we are trapped in the imagination and we are so focused on the imaginary world that we completely forget that we're living right here in the moment. We're not paying attention to our breathing. <laughs> you know, we're not paying attention to the soft blanket that is on top of our body or to the warmth of the clothes that are on us or to the breathing of our little ones next to us. You know, we're, we're ignoring all of that. And instead, we're so um, hyper-focused on what the mind is saying. And I feel like we're going to be able to release this with the full moon and celebrate that, one, our mind does this to keep us safe. So this isn't a bad thing. And then two, to say, but there's another way that I can be safe. I don't have to go do the old thing in order to be safe. I can create a new sense of safety. Very much the queen of pentacles. And she's here because I believe that anybody watching and listening to this already has the knowledge of how to create a sense of safety. It doesn't matter like what point you're starting from. We're all starting from various places of creating an inner sense of safety. But the queen of pentacles says that you're mastering this craft. You're mastering your ability to be present or to pull your back to pull yourself back into presence the moment that you realize that you're out of it. <clears throat> and and it's okay if you struggle. You know, the the queen of pentacles isn't here to say that you need to force yourself to be present all the time. We see struggle. The nine of swords is struggle. But let's say, okay, I'm struggling right now. Let's actually take ownership of that. 
instead of acting like we're not struggling. Because when we say that we're struggling, we're actually in a very powerful position. It doesn't feel like it. And it's like, how could that be? But if we act like we're not struggling, we're disempowering ourselves because what we're projecting is that we're a lie. And we're lying to other people around us. How can people support us the way that we need it if we don't act like we need support? If we act like we're better than support, we will not get it. And we're failing to support ourselves. The moment that we say, I'm struggling right now. I'm having this mental battle. There's like so much mental chatter. I'm really getting pulled back into the the shoulds, woulds, coulds, the what ifs, the, all the things. And then we say, oh, okay, like, Wow, I'm I'm really struggling right now. My mind is just searching for an answer and it's like okay, now that I know that I'm in this a little bit of a struggle or a lot of bit of a struggle. What do I want to do? How do I want to support myself? And this is where we use our intelligence in a direction that is nurturing, that is self-soothing. So I feel like a lot of this is coming up for for us, for all of us under this full moon in Gemini, but it's to free ourselves. It isn't to stay stuck, right? These things pop up so that we can determine whether or not they're useful for us. We get to decide. And so it's realizing how much power you have and then exercising your power. So uh, the first thing I wrote is, you know, when we begin to answer these questions, the ones I asked at the beginning of the episode, we get to experience more peace and balance because we discover that our thoughts have a lot less power than we believe. <clears throat> and that's what I mean by how much of our suffering is something that we just imagine. How often does the worst case scenario actually happen? I want to play in the realm of realism. There will be times when the worst case scenario does unfold. We are still alive, right? And so we get to choose how we react to the worst case scenario. And we get to decide what do we need as we're going through this. Now, we may not always get what we need. I have found, though, that when we do the inner work and we say, I need X, Y, and Z, we are capable of giving it to ourselves and or people do come to support us. And it's not always, right? Nothing is 100%. Nothing is a guarantee. So I'm not here to make you know false promises. But what I'm saying is when we're doing this work of really recognizing what we need, even in a crisis, far more often than not, it does come to us. And we also realize our strength and our resilience and our inner characteristics that see us through to the other side of the crisis, which I think is really powerful. So let's see. Yes. The full moon in Gemini is our invitation to create a grounded action plan that keeps us in a state of surrender for what we cannot control, and it allows us to focus on what we can control. And this is how we create that centered, balanced flow state that we all want. And again, we can, we know that when our mind is reeling, our nervous system is probably dysregulated. There's something happening internally, so we not only want to pay attention to our thoughts, we want to pay attention to our feelings. And I believe it's so important, and I believe that with the Queen of Pentacles, 
she's like, uh, yeah, take those breaths, take those breaths. <laughs> it's like your mind is rushing, but the world is not rushing. You know, um, I love her because she's in nature and I find it to be so powerful. I feel like <clears throat> it's just a good representation of the tree that grows so strong didn't pop up overnight. Um, it took time. And you can take your time. Just because you're taking your time doesn't mean that you won't, that you're not strong, that you are not brave, that you are not courageous, that you are not perfect as you are, you know? Your timeline is is great. So take those deep breaths. Like you owe those deep breaths to yourself. And I also feel like this is where our reparenting comes in because for so long, so many of us are in this cycle of um, other people rushed us out of our emotions. Other people rushed us out of investigating what our real needs were. And we carry that cycle within us. And the queen of pentacles is like, well, let's break that cycle. And you do that by saying, I need a couple of deep breaths right now. I actually, I just need to stand here and like not do anything. I need a few sips of water. The queen of pentacles is uh, really good at being boundaried. And I feel like our boundaries are, it's a hot topic. <laughs> it's a hot topic in the psychological community and the spiritual community. I bring both of those things to the table. So <clears throat> as we continue to move into the full moon, it's all about the awareness of our boundaries and how much, again, do we want to entertain mentally? How much mental processing and, and weight do we want to give certain things that float through our mind? How much analyzing do we want to give things as well? And how can we balance all of that mental with emotional? I find that it is much easier to detach from mental loops when my breathing is regulated first. It's harder for me to stabilize mentally when I'm like spiraling and freaking out. It's harder for me to stabilize mentally if I haven't like jumped on my trampoline, gone for a walk, done some deep breathing, stretching, had that glass of water, all those things help create safety in my body. They like trigger my body to remember that it's safe, that it's here right now. So I've got to like slow down a little bit. Jumping on the trampoline is really good for getting out like the anxiousness. If I'm feeling like really, really wired, like, like hyper or whatever. Um, but yeah, I do that before I, before I look at the thoughts or observe the thoughts and so this might be me knowing that I'm mentally spiraling, but realizing that I'm not capable of doing anything about it right then. And I, again, I've got to caretake the part of myself that needs it the most, which is my emotional state. And that's, I feel like the queen of pentacles, that's her big invitation for everybody is to say, hey, what are your emotions right now? How can you begin to nurture those? And also be mindful. 
So being calm and being rational is really, really necessary for this full moon in Gemini. But something I want to do really quickly is pull a couple of cards for each of the signs. And then I want to get into more of the psychoeducational part of the podcast um, because I'm going to talk about control issues, uncertainty, and irrational thoughts, which is very much the Nine of Swords. Um, and I'm going to start with fire signs, and then I'm going to move into earth, air, and I'm going to finish with water. So fire signs, your message is loyal heart and the eight of wands. So I do feel like this full moon in Gemini is about honoring what you want. It's honoring your needs because really you have the ability to be loyal to yourself before you're loyal to anybody else. And your loyalty does lie with yourself. When you are honoring you, you, you have so much more to give from that place. And it's interesting too, because even your frequency walking around as an individual that honors themselves is impactful for people. It really is because they're going to see a being that is in integrity with themselves. And I think that that's really important. So fire signs, ask yourself, how can you honor your needs this full moon? What plan do you want to create? that you're keeping promises that you have to yourself and you're not breaking them. They don't have to be big promises, you know, start small. But when, no matter where you start, I think starting small is better just because I think it reinforces confidence much faster and easier. Um, But yeah, make sure that you, make sure that you're following through. Earth signs, you have all that glitters and the two of cups. Why are you chasing shit? You know what I mean? Like, okay, one, remember that you have the power to attract certain things and that when you show up, there are opportunities that happen because you're putting yourself in the direct path of that opportunity. So I feel like this full moon is also about remembering how magnetic you are and how powerful you are. It might be good for earth signs to reflect on past experiences where you actually did show up and something magical happened, something amazing happened, and reflect on times where you didn't really have to chase or work, um, overwork, I think is the better word, overwork to get what it is that you wanted. So all that glitters, I feel like is really, let's not, let's not over prioritize the material. Something about you at this point in time, maybe seeking something because you think it's going to get you something, whether it's an emotion or it's status, recognition, whatever, it'll be really good to understand why you want what you want. That thing that you're chasing, what are you hopeful for that it will give you? And can you start to to give yourself that now in this moment and let go of needing that external thing or at least let go of chasing that external thing and making chasing your priority, you know? So 
yeah, with the two of cups, this is about discovering what you, what you need on an emotional level, because anything that we get externally, it does give us an emotional hit. And that's not a problem. At the same time, just, you don't want to be like sabotaging yourself in order to get something. So I do feel like there's a message about pulling your power back in and recognizing you can attract this and things can be much easier. Um, you know, then you like exhausting yourself thinking you need to get the thing or get the thing now. <laughs> it could also be a message about patience. Air signs. Okay. So you have by the book and the hermit. Yeah. Let's take some time to study. Let's take some time to really look at what you want to do like with yourself. There's probably some free time you have. Um, that might not be used as well as it could be used. So let's reflect on that. Air signs by the book, I feel like is about taking a little bit more of a traditional, um, or like academic approach to something. And I think that's really useful with the hermit. It's connected to Virgo. So it is a sign that deals with practical matters it's very steadfast. It's very, um, it's very intellectual. It realizes that it itself is wise and it will then take its wisdom to share with the world. However, it takes a little bit more of a critical approach to things and there's nothing wrong with that. This could actually be the time where you level up your critical thinking skills. Um, it just seems like something that you can get yourself involved in right now um, air signs is just, um, yeah, doing things that are going to like make you feel good. Like in terms of like your intelligence, growing your mind, having flexible thinking, um, all of that, you know, like all that stuff is awesome. And by the book can also just mean like get a couple of books, like <clears throat> instead of scrolling so much on fucking Instagram and TikTok, how about you read a couple books? You know what I mean? They could just be like fish fiction books or whatever, but Something else can be used with your time. Okay, lastly, we're getting into water. You have happy, happy, and temperance. Yeah, I love this. Oh, I'm obsessed with your reading water signs. Your emotional state is so important to pay attention to. You've got to figure out when you're walking away from the opportunity to stay happy. It sounds interesting, but... Temperance is like what let me I'm just like tuning in. Yeah, what was what was flowing to you is getting flushed out. So there's some things that were coming in like hot and heavy, or it could even be like a coldness that was like trapped in the body, in the mind. All of that is getting wiped out and you're finding better balance now. I feel like there are times when you might get a little lost in the emotional sauce and instead of looking at those thoughts, I mean, looking at those emotions, feeling those emotions and letting them flow all the, all the way, you're like, uh, there's some type of mental loop you keep going into and it keeps the emotions trapped. If that makes sense. So happy, happy, I feel like is about allowing yourself to experience happiness, the flow of life. 
the simple things that bring pleasure. You've got to just make sure that you're not looking at those things and holding on to the past and being like, I can't experience happiness now. I can't go to that restaurant because that's where my ex and I used to go. Like some bullshit like that. Like, of course you can go to that restaurant. You can make new memories. You can make new memories. Like this motherfucker doesn't own the restaurant unless he does own the restaurant. Don't do that. But you know what I'm saying? Like it is about creating happiness in the way that you want to and not letting past emotions stay stuck in the body and realizing like you can let those go. Yes, you know, when they come up, acknowledge them, of course, but say, I get to do new things. I get to experience life and I don't, I don't have to stay trapped. So that's a pretty big, powerful message for water signs. Okay. I love all of you. Thank you for hanging in here with me. We're about a half hour in and I want to get into these other details. Before I do that, I want to just talk about the assignment for all the full moon in Gemini. Um, it's about getting real with yourself and having tough conversations about where you fall into irrational thinking. And later in this episode, I'm going to go over what irrational thinking is. And please look at the show notes because I have links to uh, different irrational thoughts. We all have these thoughts. There's no need for shame, no need for blame. This is what the part of our mind does. The part of our mind that holds irrational thoughts just pushes them out into our brain. And we're like, oh, hey. So we all have them. There's nothing wrong. What we want to do is be mindful of them. So that way we're not, again, giving them more credit. We all fall into irrational thoughts. So the other thing is to look at what's happening in our lives. And I really think it's best to start tracking what are our sources of stress? Because when we start to look at what's happening in our day-to-day life, we get to see, oh, okay, I noticed that this situation pushes me a little bit further into a stressful state. And when I'm in this stressful state, I start to, I start to give irrational thoughts a little bit more credit than I would prefer. So I want you to journal the thoughts that you circulate each day about certain people, certain situations, and I want you to cross out the ones that you want to shift away from. So if you have this irrational thought like, I need all of my work projects to be perfect so that way I can get a raise or I can get to the next level, that's that's not true. You don't fucking need every one of your projects to be perfect in order for people to recognize that you're competent, you're intelligent, you're capable, and you're worthy of the raise and or promotion. People fuck up all the time. People with less experience are probably in a higher position than you in some other job. So you don't actually need to hold on to that irrational thought. You don't need to prove that irrational thought true. What you do want to do is actually write down a different thought, which is like, I can fuck up and still get a promotion. You know, like I can be a flawed human being and still get a promotion. I can do my best and I'm worthy of the promotion and or raise, you know. So yeah, like I said, next to those thoughts that you want to leave behind, write down the thoughts that you really want to pay attention to. So this is a technique that's called thought replacement. um, And it's you're not overriding, like you're not ignoring irrational thoughts when they come up. That's not the point. It's, it's, it's not to ever say that you will never have irrational thoughts again because that's not the point either. 
It is to take accountability for when you're having the irrational thought and choosing to shift out of it into a thought that is actually better suited for you and much more rational and grounded, Queen of Pentacles. And she's also making the plan. So that gets us into making a plan of action that you can commit to that keeps you on track with balanced thoughts and helps you also release stress from your nervous system. This is why you want to pay attention to the sources of stress in your life so that you can manage your emotions. Um, So take time to contemplate the things that are working really well for you because when you focus on the small things, it's showing your subconscious mind that there are good things in your life, there are peaceful things, there are positive things, there are meaningful things, and all of this is brain training. And this is really important. And what happens when you're brain training is you're also getting your body on board to say, oh, like, yes, this is a peaceful moment. Let me let me feel into that peace, you know? Oh, let me feel into this moment of satisfaction or these times of goodness or pleasure or whatever. So you want to make these small things part of your daily practice because your peace of mind is so fucking important. It is so valuable. From a peaceful mind, you make better choices. When you make better choices, you have a better life. Like it's that simple. So this is you taking accountability for creating that sense of peace, that sense of stability, that feeling of centeredness and balance. This is you doing that. Uh, so that's the assignment for everybody. Um, but I want to get into now like the irrational thoughts. So let's see, I touched on this a little bit, but we all struggle with control issues. (laughs) We all struggle with uncertainty because when we feel certain, we feel good. But actually, now that I say that, it's like, is that true? Because sometimes we can feel so certain that the worst thing is going to (laughs) happen. And like, does that, it provides us a sense of control, but it doesn't necessarily feel good because then we're going into a situation being like, I know the worst thing's going to fucking happen. I'm prepared for that. And in a sense, we do feel quote unquote, okay, because we're prepared for the worst thing to happen. And I think that that's it's not a bad thing to prepare for the worst. But I also think that when we are believing always that the worst thing is going to happen, we we do ourselves a disservice. And grounding on a daily basis is the best way to counteract the irrational thoughts that are inevitable to pop up into our mind. And it's important that we investigate them because some of them are deep in our subconscious mind. And so this is why looking at our sources of stress, how we engage with that stress or don't engage with it at all, and how we let that stress sometimes dictate our behavior is important because when we're doing that, we can realize, oh shit, I have a little bit of an irrational thinking pattern happening behind the scenes. So we're making the unconscious conscious by doing this reflective work and asking ourselves these questions. At the same time, we are beginning to show our subconscious that it's safe to ask these questions and that this is the way 
forward? Is moments of discomfort only to create more safety? When we realize that we don't have to control everything, but that we get to control some things, we realize this is good enough and this is the best. This is the best case scenario. And we just toss the rest up to the universe and we're like, all right, <laughs> it is up there. It is what it is. Life is. Life is. Life is. I am. <laughs> I'm just going to keep focusing on what I can control. and Life is just going to be chaotic. <laughs> so... Um, irrational thoughts are a coping skill. I talked about that. Our beautiful minds uh, have this this um, way of thinking. It's designed like that uh, because it does keep us safe. You know, it it's not the best, but it's okay. We all have good coping skills and not so good coping skills. We don't need to demonize our brain at all or the coping skills. Because they have kept us safe. They've kept us alive. And we just realized, I would like to upgrade them. And so here we are, determining what we want to upgrade within our, 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 um, our bucket of coping skills. Stress ignored for long periods of time is what uh, negatively influences our mental health. And sometimes, no, not even sometimes, the majority of the time, when our stress goes unchecked, we are far much more likely to slip into bouts of irrational thinking much more frequently than if we were to be properly managing our stress. And again, this is why having a list of things that we know are good for us and doing them is so important. So like I mentioned, walking, drinking water, eating good food, getting some sunshine, playing with our pets, our kids, journaling, doing puzzles, whatever. All of that is good shit. All of that is what helps us release stress from our body because stress itself isn't bad. It's that when we cannot cope internally with the feelings of overwhelm, that's when stress becomes a negative impact in our life. Stress helps us grow. Stress helps and pushes us to be more creative. But again, we want to find that middle road with stress. We want to have stress in our lives. A stress-free life would be a person who is unmotivated to do anything because they're so comfortable. That doesn't necessarily breed creativity, you know? And so we want to have stress. We want to welcome stress, but we want to welcome it to a degree, hence the boundaries. So we know that when we start to fall into irrational thinking patterns, there is probably some stress in the body that we are not, that we're numbing out to. And this is why we want to look at, well, actually like, what do I have in my day-to-day life that could be a direct source of this? Are there other emotions that I'm not processing? Because that's stressful. You guys, if we have pain, if we have sadness, grief, anger, and we're not processing it, it's creating stress in our bodies. (laughs) So we need to say like, oh shit, let me welcome these emotions. Let me open up to these and let them flow through me so I can release this tension, release this stress let go of these these constant irrational thought patterns and beliefs and have more flow, you know? So, uh, yeah, like I said, stress ignored for long periods of time, that's what negatively influences our mental health and our overall well-being. So, yeah, let's look at what... Um, Let's look at what keeps us stressed out and let's see what we can do about it. Can we, you know, advocate for people 
to come and help us? Do we need to book a session with a healer or a therapist? You know, um, I think, you know, taking that time to journal and get real there. Sometimes I will put my phone on record and just have a session with myself where I'm talking to the camera and I'm saying, this is how I feel about this situation. I think it's unfair. I think this is bullshit. When is it going to be this? Why do I this? And I just let it go. Like I don't have any reason to judge myself because I'm in a state. I'm in a, I feel I'm feeling some type of way. I'm in a type of state, you know? And so what I need is to be heard and seen and witnessed. And I can do that for myself, although I do definitely call on support as well. But I do it, I typically do it myself first. Um, and this, I think, is our, our responsibility of just like, let me see if I can manage it on my own. And if not, then I go outward. My point is, is prop up your phone, put on your voice notes, ramble, rage, you know, do, the, do all the things. And let yourself truly experience whatever the fuck it is you want to tell your the universe. <laughs> you know, like whatever it is you have pent up inside of you is not too much. It's not bad. It's not terrible. It's you know, you're not a bad person. Like everybody goes through wild shit. So just let yourself be wild. Um, and then play that back, you know, listen to it, watch yourself. Um, and, and, and realize like, and, and see yourself as a child, you know, that has like all these thoughts, all of these feelings that they're stressed out. Of course, they're going to be acting like that. You know what I mean? They got a lot going on. Um, and when we can give ourselves that grace and that compassion and we can see ourselves as individuals who are worthy to be held compassionately, worthy to be looked at non-judgmentally, worthy to be looked at with genuine curiosity, that is when the magic happens. That's when we free ourselves from the Nine of Swords. That's when we begin to play in that Gemini energy of like, well, what do I need? You know, like, what can I do? How can I educate? What do I need to pull in? What do I need to let go of? Because this opinion isn't really worth shit for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's when we can settle into the body. But it's not until we release that that settling can occur. You know, there's steps. There's like practical steps to this shit. So ways to check if our thoughts are irrational. Well, first I want to talk about irrational thoughts. So let me back up. Albert Ellis is an American psychologist and psychotherapist. He created a list of irrational beliefs. And I mentioned before, um, check the show notes because you'll see the list of irrational beliefs that he created. And they're very powerful. Like I said, you will realize I do that, you know. As you go through them, we all do it. It's all good. I'm right there with you, boo. Don't, don't feel bad. A couple of things I jotted down. It is necessary for me to be loved by everyone for everything I do. How fucking extreme. Everyone? That's a lot of fucking people. Everything you do? Come on. Let's not. I must have a certain and perfect control over things. No, you, nope. False. False. But we can investigate why we want that, right? It is horrible when things aren't the way I want them to be. Oh, God. Cue the Aries moon and Leo sun. The drama that ensues when I do not get what I want <laughs> internally is just like, it is woe is me. It is victim. Um, it is wallowing. It is temper tantruming. I mean, but I let myself be that only for the, the moments that it occurs. 
And I believe that because I allow myself that space, I don't stay in it for a long time. I have realized that when I repress that part of me, well, it doesn't have anywhere to go. It can't come up and out and through and release. So of course I let myself feel the feelings and have the temper tantrum. Um, and I realized like I need that, you know, but it's also not me. It's a part of me. It's not my core self. My core self is like, I'm alive. I'm okay. It's okay that not everything is the way I want it to be. Can I also shift into gratitude in like a thousand other places? Fuck yeah. So I'm going to do that. You know, um, if something is, or might be dangerous or fearsome, I should be upset about it. I wrote this one down because I feel like this is a big part of the theme coming through. I do see people, you know, really taking the weight of the world onto their shoulders as if they need to solve every fucking problem of humanity. And I'm like, no wonder you probably feel fucking stressed and depressed because no one person can do it all. So let's not try to be a superhero. Let's be realistic. Just because something is dangerous or that is bad it actually, you don't have to be upset about it. This might be a wild concept, um, but you don't have to be upset about it. So ways to check if your thoughts are irrational is that there's really no evidence to back up the thoughts, right? Like your thoughts are saying everyone at work hates you. Um, everyone is going to judge you. Um, no one is going to like this project. Everyone is going to realize that you're struggling with imposter syndrome. Is there evidence to that? Like are people in your brain are, or are people congratulating you, encouraging you, saying you're doing a great job, telling you they believe in you? You know what I mean? You got to back up these thoughts with evidence. And I'm going to get into that, um, how to shift from irrational to rational thoughts. Um, but another way you can tell if your thoughts are irrational is that they're coming from a lot of assumptions and we all assume things is again, it's just part of the way the brain works, but we want to be mindful of our assumptions and we want to say, Oh, I was assuming this, but actually I don't have enough evidence or education about this to know for sure. So here we go back into playing into uncertainty, but uncertainty can actually be beneficial because then we're not clinging to assumptions. I think a lot of times when we're uncertain, we then fill in the gap with our own stories, which are the assumptions about how things work, what people think about us, how the world is. And it's not necessarily true. Um, rooted from past experiences, both positive and negative. I talked about that at the top of the episode, um, but how that can be not necessarily a good thing. We don't want to be holding on to the irrational thoughts from the past. We just want to be present and see what do we need now in this moment. <laughs> uh, so ways to shift from irrational to rational, identify the thoughts. So this does take being able to pull back a little bit, get centered in the body first. Um, second is uh, identify the underlining feelings and take self-soothing action. It might be, I feel vulnerable. I feel scared. I feel out of control. I feel whatever. Okay. And so in order, and, and what do I need based on that feeling, right? I want to come closer to my home state of balanced, of centered, of harmony, peace, whatever. Um, so what do I need right now to move into that feeling state? And then again, once that feeling state has been managed or it's, it's a little bit more, you're a little de-escalated, then you can go into the thoughts. 
Um, so yeah, find exceptions to the rules that your, that your mind is creating about how things have to be or should be. Um, so again, the example of needing to have everything perfect, all of your projects perfect to get the raise. Are there exceptions to that rule? Have there been times in your life where you've gotten a reward or you've gotten a raise or a recognition or whatever when things didn't go according to plan? You know, when shit hit the fan, when things were not perfect, you know, is, is that possible? Um, and this is where you want to discredit the irrational thoughts with evidence. And this is why with Queen of Pentacles and the Lovers, using our minds in an intelligent way is the best thing we can do instead of just letting these thoughts go and go and go without really reining them in, I think was the word I meant to say. (laughs) So then we can replace the irrational thoughts with a truer, more factual thought. That was a step in the assignment for everybody in the full moon in Gemini is crossing off the irrational thoughts, holding yourself accountable to replace those thoughts with more irrational thoughts. Uh, So, yeah. And then lastly, it is continuing to nurture and pay attention to your feelings of calm, peace, contentment, and openness. Go throughout your day and notice when you're feeling peaceful and then be like, holy shit, I'm doing it. I'm like, I'm doing it. These are moments of peace. These are moments of contentment. This is what I want. I am getting what I want and get on board with, get on board with that. I fucking promise you that there are more things in your day that are peaceful, that are chill, that are neutral than you than you know right now. And it isn't until you actively look for it that you find it, that you recognize that it's already happening. So yeah, take a look at that sheet for the irrational thoughts and just get real with yourself and be like, oh shit, I do this and I'm human and I'm cool. <laughs> and then... The other uh, link I have here is um, it's mapping the brain um, and it's like how to manage irrational thoughts and cognitive distortions. So there's two articles um, for that. But yeah, I'm just excited to share this information with you because I do feel like this full moon in Gemini will take us for a, a wild ride mentally. But again, when we understand that our brain is just doing what it does and that we probably have some emotions that need our attention, we can then let go of the irrational thoughts and we can begin to shift more into reality, which is right here, right now. It's our presence. It has nothing to do with these wild stories that our mind makes. And when we're regulated, when we're present in our body, We make decisions from that place. We choose better stories for ourselves. We choose to respond to the people around us with more love and with more compassion. And that's what I want. I want that for me. I want that for all of us um, because we deserve connectedness and we, we deserve genuine connection to our bodies, to the world around us, to our friends, to our family, to our pets. You know, instead of being in an internal state of hypervigilance and and distress, um, and pain and suffering. So yeah, thank you for hanging out with me for this hour. I appreciate you so much. I hope that this full moon in Gemini does serve you well. I hope that it enlightens you and helps you realize that you're fucking incredible. Um, and I'm just sending you so much love until our next time together. All right. Bye.